You're listening to the Build From Here podcast, a podcast for the hunter and sporting dog enthusiast alike. Join your host, Joshua Parvin, as he interviews retriever owners and discusses the trials and triumphs that lead to a great gun dog. Build From Here is presented by Cornerstone Gun Dog Academy, online resources to help you train your retriever. Now, your host, Joshua Parvin. Welcome to episode number 18 of the Build From Here podcast. We have CGA member Brad Petunley on. How's it going, Brad? Good. How about yourself? It's going really well, and I'm stoked to jump in and share your story with everyone. I know I know we've had some great conversations here about you and your dog, and I'm fired up to to share that with everyone because I know a lot of people will be able to relate. But uh, hey, before we jump into the dogs and all that, let's uh, let's get a little background. Where are you from, and uh, how did you get into hunting? Yeah, so I'm from uh, northern Indiana. That's where I live right now. I used to live in Illinois, so my junior high school. And uh, my neighbor there actually was uh, big into hunting and uh, big into pheasant hunting and always had, you know, German short hair pointers. And that's that's where I started learning to to hunt was actually pheasant hunting. And, you know, love the dogs, love to see them work and stuff like that. Eventually, I took a trip out to uh, North Dakota with him uh, duck hunting and, uh, started getting to the duck hunting and I moved to Northern Indiana, met some friends up here that, uh, also were big duck hunters and it just grew my passion into duck hunting. They both had dogs, my friends up here, both labs. And, you know, there were, there were trained dogs that would just, you know, retrieve the bird to you. And, you know, they got the, they got the job done. Nothing special. So as uh, time progressed, um, you know, my fiance now really wanted a dog. And so I'm like, you know what? I want a lab and, you know, I want to make a retriever, you know, it's a good companion. I see how my buddies love their dogs. you know, it'd be great. So her uncle actually had a litter of uh, lab puppies and uh, we, not, nothing special, no, no pedigree or anything like that. And, uh, you know, we got one from them and uh, actually, the day after we picked out the dog, uh, still had, I think, two or three weeks to go before we can actually pick it up. I broke my leg in multiple spots, oh, water skiing. <laughs> wow. So it was a, a really big turndown. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so the day that I uh, we picked up the dog, I actually got my, two weeks later, got my wrap off my leg and was in a walking boot. So, you know, this is already not good puppy train. I got puppy in a boot, can barely walk on crutches. You know, the dogs running around me with uh, crutches. And it was, it was a mess, you know, I had to work <laughs> through all that. And, uh, you know, from there, I, you know, just kind of worked on play stuff, sitting down, you know, going through your course and, you know, I found your course, I think through online, whatever, and, you know, I, I just was going to do the, you know, basic, you know, just, I need to learn how to get my dog to bring a duck back to me, not rip it up, not sit there and whine, you know, all that. And then it just kind of grew on me of, you know, just teaching the dog what to do. And, you know, my uh, other buddy got a dog uh, probably a year before me and he was training his dog. I was training my dog, working together on stuff. And I just wanted, it, it was just became fun. I mean, it's, it's, 
very interesting of how the dog learns and, you know, the just doing it, yeah. seeing the, the accomplishments come through. That's awesome. Well, I, I love how your, your kind of, your stories starts off there. So, um, getting into hunting. So you, you, it sounds like to me from very early on, the, the dogs were, were kind of always something you were maybe looking forward to. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, I grew up with a uh, tiny sharp in my house growing up, always loved dogs and you know, taking a dog with you with another passion that you're doing as in hunting, just really excited me. Wow. And kind of, so your experience with the, the dogs that you saw out there hunting, um, and it sounds like, honestly, they weren't even trained to the high, you know, or super high standard, but they were getting out there and, and getting the birds and, and kind of getting the job done. Um, so that is that that's what inspired you to get your own dog. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. You know, they're, they're, they're bred naturally to retrieve and you just have to direct them in the right path. Yeah. You know, but, but the, the next step is teaching them, you know, to always listen to you and, you know, hand signals and, you know, holding and stuff like that is, is, you know, very crucial now that I look at it and now that I have my dog trained to do that. But back then I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. So this is your first dog you've ever really trained for, for hunting. Yeah. This is my first actual dog I have owned. Oh, wow. And wow. so it's my first dog I've ever trained by myself. You know, I'm only 25 years old, so I'm just seeing my life just getting started. I'm going to be getting married next year. So all that stuff is, you know, it's my first dog and it's just something to do. And it was very fun to do. Wow. So when you, when you started kind of going down the path of, Hey, I think I'm going to do this myself. What was going through your mind? Um, you know, obviously now you're, you're at a place where you have a, a fully trained dog now, but if you think back to when, you first started because originally I know we talked about when you first started, you were thinking, Hey, I'm just, I just need my dog to go get, get my birds and bring them back. You know, when, as you're going into it, or as you're going into this idea of training your dog, was there any doubts in your mind that, that it would work out that you would be able to do it? Or were you pretty confident I could at least, you know, get my dog to, to go out and back and, and bring a bird back to me? You know, at first it was very exciting and I loved it. I had no doubts in my mind that I'd be able to train this dog when it was a puppy. When I started working on place and just gentle retrieves and stuff like that, it was fun. You know, the cute puppy, you're teaching it to do some stuff and it was really fun. Yeah. But then you get into the kind of, I call it teenage years (laughs) and they start to be kind of hard headed and like to, you know, push your buttons. And then it starts like, oh, man, do I really want to get up and train the dog? It's just it's not going to listen to me. And you're like, okay, I have to do it. And those were the hard times of training the dogs. But you just have to work through it. You have problems. You know, and especially, you know, I reached out to the Facebook community when I had problems with holding. And, you know, they, they gave me some ideas and stuff like that that it really helped me. And they said, you know, you're going to get through it. You know, you have a it's not just the course, but you have a community backing you yeah. and helping you. Uh, that's awesome. So talking, I guess, speaking of the trials that, that kind of come up in the teenage years, that's kind of when everyone's, um, you know, 
that's when the the I guess the the rubber meets the road, so to speak, of where you, your metal is being tested. Are you going to stick with it or, or are you not? And some of the days are are tough, like you you just said, and uh, it feels more real in the moment, I think, than it does after the fact. Like after the fact, you're like, wow, okay, we got through that. You know, that was that wasn't too big of a deal, but in the moment, it almost feels um, overwhelming. Uh, is that kind of how you were feeling or did you, were you feeling like, yeah, I, I really did felt overwhelmed. And, you know, the thing is now that I look back at it, you know, it wasn't the dog. Just learning. It was me learning how to teach the dog. Right. And just how the dog works, predicting what the dog's going to do, you know, seeing its reaction to you saying no, or, you know, what, what it's going to do, you know, that, that was a huge thing. And that's what, you as a trainer have to learn to be able to continue teaching your dog. And, you know, once you learn that, the training is a lot smoother too. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, that was one thing that, that we've talked about and I I love kind of what you're hitting on there. It's almost like your transformation. I mean, obviously your dog is going to transform as you train it, but you kind of go through a transformation yourself, you know, I mean, you go from not really knowing anything about training to a, a training a dog to you, that starts to really become part of your life and and what you're what you're learning. What was that? Um, do you feel like you you changed a lot over the the course of the past year and a half or so as you've been training your oh, dog? Oh yes, a lot more strict on things I let her do and you know see in training and you know just not letting her control me. You know because if you you let her keep doing that. You know not let her heal and sit fully before you take that bumper and you just keep letting her just bring it to you before she sits and having her drop it, you know, all that stuff, it really adds up. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely does. And especially if, if you let them get away with something, they learn that they can, that they can get away with it. But, uh, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. My, my dog used to, uh, you know, run back to me and sit, and before I can tell her to drop, she dropped the bumper. But as soon as she dropped the bumper, she knew that she was doing something bad and just would bolt off before yeah. I can correct her. Yeah. Because, I mean, she knew she was doing it bad, but she was still doing it. <laughs> and this is you the know, whole problem just, you were having? Yeah. Talk, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what? Uh, when did you first see that happen? Like, when did, when did you first, like, experience the first... Uh, was your dog, did it always have a whole problem? Like from, you know, the first time you threw it something or did it, is this something that kind of developed and that you had to work through? No, it was when I started bringing the, you know, when I do the hold on the place board, mm-hmm. worked and worked that in for a few weeks, she was doing excellent on that. But when I started bringing the hold into the retrieving was when I saw that she was doing good at first, like always, you feel confident and then snap. You, you, you know, I could have done something wrong, let her get away with something little, and she learned it and kept doing it. You know, so you really got to watch every single scenario of the retrieve and break it down like you do in your course. So then I had to take a step back. Yeah. Do a hold all over on the place for it again and, you know, make sure she was doing everything correctly. Bring it short. I was doing, I started off kind of doing longer retrieves. And I had to bring it down to shorter retreats to where she had no time to think about when she was coming back, what is she going to do when she gets there? Yeah. She just brings it to me. And then what did you do from there? Did you just keep building it out, like extending the distance once you kind of got it down close? 
or what was yep, your next once step? I got it close I kind of extended the distance out through you know worked through the course kept going through the course and you know multiple bumpers and just doing more heel work I did a lot of heel work with her holding the bumper mm-hmm. and that seemed to really help yeah. Because I, I trained my dog to uh, bring always the bumper back to heel and then drop. So I worked a lot of heel work with her holding the bumper to kind of generalize that's where she needs to be and always hold it until I tell her to drop. That's great. When did it, did it like all of a sudden one day click or was it kind of like a slow type thing when? The- it was very slow and still now and then she does acts up a little bit if I don't do training that much in it but she's still only a year and a half old and, but she does it great most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all about the reps there. I mean, you got to make, you know, that's yeah. part of the maintenance stage because once you get your dog trained, then it's kind of like, you don't want to stop now. You want to keep having fun and, and actually go out and enjoy all the, all the work that you put in. And um, Yeah. I, I really enjoy, I've got through, gone through all the courses now and I really enjoy training and now I'm just looking for, other stuff to do and i just keep generalizing keep doing repetition and you know every time i'll go back to a new one of your uh, courses and i'm like no i haven't done this in a while not do it and you see a little bit of a mess up and you just stick you just teach her no this is how you need to do it again and they just pick up on it like nothing again that's awesome but just keep running through all those courses i think is really fun and you know the dog it doesn't hurt you're, you're getting the dog exercise training so you don't have to just go out and make your dog run to burn off some calories. You're teaching your dog something and getting a workout. Can't beat that. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> There's still such a high drive on them. It's, they're, they're fun, but it takes a lot of work. Yeah, it does take a lot of work. You know, one thing I'm thinking about here, just kind of as we were talking, um, and I, I know you kind of mentioned it, Going through the the problem that you had, that hold issue, or kind of the the terrible twos, or whatever the the teenage stage, to where you're you're having those issues. You you said one thing. Uh, I believe you. I believe you said something uh, to the lines of, you know, it's it's really important to learn kind of how your your dog learns. Do you feel like that process or that those the tough times there actually was just you and your dog getting on the same page? Um, and maybe figuring out how your dog learned. What 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 was that process like for you? Do you feel like you got benefit going through some of those trials that you went through? Yeah, it's definitely learning how your dog learns. You know, it's like you bring it back to the clicker and treat. You know, when you have a bad day when you're teaching your dog without a clicker and treat, your dog hears in your voice saying, good girl. So that's why you use the clicker and treat. So there's no difference in saying good job you know so when you start training without the clicker and treats and teaching trying to teach your dog and you get frustrated because your dog's not doing what you want to do the dog reads that so you you have to learn yourself to to you know read your dog and is it sensing that you're being frustrated and you cannot be frustrated because they sense it and i i had i personally as a trainer had that problem because you know, I sometimes would move too fast and, you know, she wouldn't pick up on it. And I think she should just, you know, get it. It's simple, <laughs> but it's, it's not to them, you know, and I get frustrated and sometimes don't work through things, but that's what you learn in this course is you, 
they, they, they'll mess up. You have to break it down step by step. They'll learn and you have to learn what they're going to do. You can't move too quickly. You have to read them. Yeah. So as you went through that process, you've learned how, how to read your dog and then things started to get better. Like you and your dog kind of got on the same page through the, the, you know, I always like to call it opportunity. So anytime a dog makes a mistake or you make a mistake as a handler, there's a few different ways to look at it. You, you can look at it as, well, my, my dog's not getting this, or you can really look at it as more of an opportunity for you and your dog to work to, to basically, it's almost a team building exercise, really. You and your dog can work as a team to that common goal. Like, you know where you're, you want to take your dog. Your dog may not know exactly where you want to take it, but if you, if you look at it as an opportunity versus, um, versus looking at it as a failure, you, you can leverage those, uh, tough times or the times when the dog presses you because, uh, you know, the dogs are going to test you. Like at a certain age, like at first they listen great. Then they want to start testing you really just to see what they can get away with. And that's actually, the cool thing is you teach them what they need to know before. Then they try to push and see what they can get away with. You then correct and then you work them through that until that they get it right, even when they're wanting to push you. And then your dog learns, okay, I've got to do this at all times. But that's a beautiful opportunity to build that teamwork and to build that uh, that just desire within them to to please you even more and i love looking at it through opportunities um mainly just because if you if you look at it that way it keeps that frustration level down and it allows you to work through things um so quickly but building off of that how do you feel like that going through everything that you went through prepared you for your for your dog's uh first hunt yeah you know when i started uh, 52 plus you know, I was trying so hard to just keep up week by week. And, you know, my dog should be as good as Vile. And I'm like, you know, we, I need to keep, keep up, you know, but every dog learns different. And I learned that, you know, I can't be frustrated because my dog is not, you know, keeping up with the course or keeping up with the week. But every dog learns different. You know, Violet did better in some stuff than my dog Sage did. And Sage, you know, did some stuff a lot easier than Violet did. You know, so that's what I learned. And I learned not to get frustrated when I was teaching her one thing. If she didn't do it right, I'll just have to take a step back, maybe break out the treats and just make it a lot more simple so she can get the concept of what she needs to do. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you, that, go ahead. And that's, you know, what I learned in the teenage years that made it so much easier for when she kind of got older and started calming down a little bit more mm-hmm. for me to teach her. That's awesome. What was, uh, what was the first hunt? Like how many, I know you've taken her hunting a few times. What, what, how did that go? And what was your expectations going into the hunt? So before you actually went, what were you kind of expecting? And then what actually happened on, on the first hunt? You know, I was really, I actually took her on a dove hunt in uh, September, just around here as her first hunt. And, you know, I was expecting her training to directly, you know, carry over. And, you know, I kind of, I probably rushed into it a little bit fast Mm -hmm. and was not, I would say not as pleased as I should would have been. But, you know, all my buddies were like, holy crap, she's, she's doing awesome. And, you know, (laughs) really encouraged me. I'm like, God, this isn't what she should be doing. But I had to look at it like, she's never done this before. You know, it's just like another training 
process and, you know, bringing her to a new location. It's, she doesn't know what she's doing. She kind of knows, but you have to pretty much implement, tell her to implement all the training into the hunt. Yeah. You know, and then after the dove hunt, I, I did a lot more hold work with birds, you know, uh, you know, dead birds and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. she had a problem holding with them and, you know, working through that. I saw, I took it as pretty much a learning course for me. What is she doing? wrong and what do i need to fix in her so i took you know three or four weeks and try to work on a hunt scenario right and bring her you know the shotgun so she doesn't break with a shotgun and throwing a bumper holding a live bird completely retrieving the live bird back to me you know it was she knows what to do with the bumper but when that live bird came into play and the real shotgun came into play it was different yeah, I got her fired up. And, you know, I think probably you were a little excited too. And, and she was, Sage was probably picking up on that. <laughs> oh, yes. I was very excited. And, you know, but then I kind of got frustrated. And she picked up on that too. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, this is her first time. And everyone's saying she's doing good. Why, why am I down? I just need to have fun and just learn what she's doing wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. So, I mean, sometimes it doesn't always go as planned, but then you can adapt and you can learn from those. Uh, really, the first season is kind of a training season, and it's a chance to learn, okay, maybe I didn't cover this one spot of training enough. I need to do a little more here. Um, or maybe I did really great here. My dog is blowing my expectations, and I'm pumped about it. So you kind of get a little mixture of, of both. So after the dove hunt, have you, what about waterfowl? Have we, have we jumped on, on those hunts yet? So then we went to uh, waterfowl hunting. We went to her first actual hunt was we went to North Dakota and uh, we hunted up there. We had uh, another lab that came with us and this was going to be Sage's first duck retrieve and goose retrieve. You know, her first goose retrieve was on water. Mm-hmm. She, she never realized how big a goose was, but she picked it up <laughs> and carried it all the way back. And it was excellent. You know, I, I couldn't believe it was actually a double retrieve with another dog and it it just blew my mind. I'm like, okay, like they know what they're doing (laughs) and I'm just going to leave it alone. She did great. And, you know, I had to work a little bit um, with the um, layout blind, her being steady in it because she would tend to break with Mm -hmm. the layout blind because it's just so easy for them to move and crawl out of it because they're on the ground already. Yeah. You know, the place, the place stand, the marsh stands was super easy and she would never break off those. But, you know, from then on, it was, it was really great. And just, you know, she just worked. Wow. Do you feel like your preparation or what you learned from the dove hunt kind of helped you get better prepared for the, the duck and goose hunt that you went on there? Yes, absolutely. Because I, I don't think, I think me spending those extra weeks from what I learned from that hunt really made her more prepared for the big trip to North Dakota. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. So big, uh, a large goose. That was her first waterfowl retrieve was a goose. We, that was her first waterfowl retrieve was a goose. And uh, next up was a duck. I think it was in the same, same hunt. She got both her first retrieves of a goose and a duck. Wow. So how did, uh, so with where you're at in the training now, and I mean, cause you're, you've, this, it seems different. Like where you ended up was a little different than where you originally set out. You know, you originally just the, the yeah, I guess so the goals changed. Yeah. I originally was just looking for, you know, a way to teach my dog to bring a duck or a goose back to me. 
you know, pretty simple. And, you know, it kind of, my other buddies got dogs and, you know, I was looking to train my dog to the best of their ability. And well, at first I wasn't, I was just trying to make my dog retrieve. I've never trained a dog before. I don't know what's out there. I didn't even know all these steps. You know, I knew about hand signals. I knew that was a big step. Everyone talks about it and everyone brings that their dog does it. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well I'm I'm probably not going to be able to teach my dog that, you know, let's just get the simple, simple work done and, you know, just make her bring stuff back to me. You know, that's all I've ever seen done. Right. So, but it just, the course was just so fun and just seeing your dog learn and hand singles was probably one of the more simple things I actually caught left, right back was phenomenal. And, you know, other people might have problems with it, but, my dog picked up on it really quickly and it was, it was great. And, you know, I don't know why people rave so much about their dog doing hand signals because I thought it was easy and simple, <laughs> or at least the way you, you introduced it and trained the dog was easy and simple. You know, other methods might be a little harder, but yeah. So that was kind of like a big moment for you, I guess, once you, once you kind of got past the foundation, because we do spend a lot of time on the foundation work, when, when did you start to realize, Hey, you know, I I think, I think I want to take this further. So like when you reached your, I guess, was it when you reached your goal of, Hey, I think my dog could go get a bird and bring it back now. And that's when you thought, well, why stop now? Or what was your thought? I think it was, you know, my dog can bring a bird back to me and you know, that was phenomenal. You know, maybe I'll take the step and try to teach her some hand signals. And once she picked up on that so quickly, there was there was no stopping there it was like wow this is it was everything else she just picked up one after another after another you know and it was a lot of fun oh that's awesome yeah i love that's kind of one of my favorite parts of the training too you know you do the foundation work which is a lot and we spend a lot of time on it um more than most but there's a reason that we do that and it's because of what you're saying right there when you when you hit the later stuff, it's like it, it takes off like a rocket ship. You know, you go from a, a walk, jo- uh, jog, and then and then you start basically sprinting to to the finish line of. of yeah, I think it's a, you know a combination of the of three things. You know, it's once you learn how your dog learns, once your dog realizes that it's learning, and once it learns its foundational stuff, it it just takes off. Yeah, I like that. What I really like too is just kind of how you kind of jumped into the process, but you also came in with an open mind to um, adapt, which is really what we've always wanted when we were developing this was to help you almost even think outside the box and to learn to really more so than just get your dog to do something, learn to teach it, learn to, to train it and learn to build that relationship. How would you, how would you say your relationship is with Sage? I think I have a great relationship with her. You know, I got the great benefit of I can bring my dog to work. And so, you know, I wake up an hour early every day and my work has 11 acres, you know, some tree lines so I can do long marks and some water and all that. So I really got lucky there and I can bring her every morning hour before I'll train her for an hour, take half hour lunch. I'll train her in that half hour. And, you know, she'll just lay around and, you know, meet people the rest of the day. And it was just phenomenal. Wow. You know, so it's like, you know, we're just, we're always together, always doing something. And she's always listening to me and we're just having fun with it. And <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's a pretty good setup you have there, especially being able to, to take your dog to, to work with you. You can't, um, you can't beat that at all. 
So yeah, you know, especially when you, you know, go to work and you have no light, and you get home and there's no light. Hard to sometimes hard to train in the dark. Yeah. Hey, you were saying there early on. Um, I guess so. You're basically just over a year in and in, into training. Is that so? You, you last, I guess, last winter, your your dog was really a puppy, so to speak. Yeah, last winter my dog was really a puppy and. You know, I was getting my leg back in line, starting to be able to walk. And, you know, I would, this was before I kind of, I didn't bring her to work too much as a puppy. So I'd wake up and just walk her down the road and teach her heel work. You know, it was really cold last winter and snow, but I still told myself I need to get up and just do it (laughs) because I will be regretting myself or paying for it in, you know, another six months. I just don't get through this right now. Yeah. (laughs) So you did it. So you, I'm assuming you had to get up even earlier then um, to to train. Was it dark outside or were you training? Oh, yeah, it was dark outside. I was just walking out there with a headlamp and, you know, teaching <laughs> her how to heal, sit, you know, and then hear all those, just the base stuff in the winter, you know, and there's snow flying. She's trying to play with the snowflakes and, you know, just <laughs> all that stuff. It, it was it was really fun. And now that I look back at it, I kind of miss it, but it was fun and it was a great learning experience. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I, it cracks me up because some, like you, you train the dog, you get it fully trained and you almost forget how much work it was because it's like, we're done now and my dog's doing great. And now we're just having fun. You know, some of the days, like, like we said earlier on, like you have those challenges and then like they feel overwhelming, but once you're past them, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, that wasn't bad at all. I could do that again. Easy. Yeah, you know, I looked at the course. I'm like, man, 52 weeks. I'm like, I'm going to have to train my dog for a whole year. But, I mean, it doesn't even seem like I trained my dog for a whole year. It was it was great. Yeah, time flies, Dalton. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, time does definitely fly when you're having fun training the dog. So, you went from not... So this, so, this was actually your first dog ever. Like, you didn't even... You've never owned a dog personally. Correct. Wow. So you went from having zero experience there to well, what would you say, like where you're at now? How do you how do you feel about it? Like coming in, how do, how do you feel about you know working your dog now versus how you, did you feel about it when you were? Oh, well, I mean, it's the same in? way my dog the same way my dog feels about when it goes out training. It's, it's more confident. You 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 gain so much confidence of training it it's crazy. You know, you want to teach other dogs, other stuff now, because it was, it was fun. I remember teaching my dog how to, you know, stay, I want to teach your dog how to do that or, you know, teach them new tricks. It's just them learning something is uh, such a great experience to see. Wow. That's awesome. Well, man, I'm, that gets me fired up, especially since it sounds like the, the North Dakota hunt went so well. Um, Oh yeah, that was a blast. And, you know, it's amazing seeing, what your dogs you know and every day we're up there for a week and a half every day she just picked up on something different and was just working through it and i i couldn't have had a better experience i probably brought it into her a little bit early you know i i had it i think before i think i took the trip before she learned perfectly angle backs and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and you know she was great lining up every time go and get blind ducks, you know, 300 yard swims across, you know, potholes, you go get something. I mean, she, she, her drive was there and wow. it, it was great. 
That's incredible. What did uh, what did the guys in the in the blind think about it? Oh, they they loved her and they thought they were amazed of how well she did for just her first hunt. And I'm like, well, there's still stuff to work on. I'm not, I'm not really done yet. And they're like, what? Like she's doing great. What else is there to work on? I'm like, well, I, I want to make sure she's you know perfect and she's always knows what she's going to do or has to do. And she's not going to, you know, dart off on me or go to go get another dog bird. And, you know, just the little stuff you have to work on. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I, I like how you your mindset is there. But it, sound, it sounds like you're satisfied, but also driven to, to keep going even further. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. You always want to kind of keep refining your dog to be the best it, it can be. Yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, you always want to, you always want to take them a step further. I mean, even, even in the situations to when they're, when they're absolutely crushing it. When, so it sounds to me, I feel like you're honestly pretty confident about it. So when you went on that hunt, you were feeling pretty confident. Hey, this is going to go, you're, this is going to go well. Yeah. I, I mean, when I went on the North Dakota hunt and, you know, the previous hunt before it was that dove hunt and the dove hunting goes so well, but I work on it. I was iffy still what she was going to do, but I wasn't too worried because we had another dog with us and, you know, I knew that even if she didn't perform, you know, I can work on training between hunts out there because there's nothing else to do in North Dakota between hunts besides for scouts. And, you know, so I thought I can work with her and maybe we can just have this as one big training program, but that didn't need to happen. And we just were working through little stuff as we're hunting and she, she had so much fun. Wow. Have you gone on and any? Just seeing her have fun was great. Yeah, you can't beat that. Have you gone on any hunt since North Dakota? Yeah, we've been going uh, hunting around northern Indiana, and you know she's she's still, you know the the week in North Dakota was great because it was just hunt after hunt after hunt after hunt. So she mm-hmm. was able to really pick up on stuff quickly. You know, around here we might hunt once a week or maybe once every two or three weeks. So. You know, training while hunting is a little bit harder because you don't have the repetition so quickly. So, you know, we went on a hunt uh, the other week and, you know, we didn't shoot anything. We had geese just circling us and circling us, landing in our <laughs> decoys, but we're waiting for more geese. And, you know, they would take off and we, we didn't end up getting anything. But it was the part that my dog stayed in that dog line the whole time and just watched them wow. instead of breaking, going after geese and she was just in there watching them and, you know, not whining, and just, you know, working through it. And I'm like, man, she just sat there for 30 minutes just watching them. And she didn't do that, you know, four weeks before. And that last hunt, she would have been in the decoys chasing after them. But she, I just had to introduce that, remind her about what she needs to do and she'd pick it up. Wow. Man, that's incredible. That's got to get you fired up. And that gets me fired up too. Uh, yeah, we put a lot of work into it, but makes me extremely happy when I see, uh, when I see you be successful, especially after, uh, you know, you just spend that time and, and see it pay off for you. That, that means a lot yeah, to the us. Time's a big thing and repetition and all that is, is huge. You know, how many, how many times I've repeated stuff or went back to stuff because I haven't done it in a while and I see just a little mistake and it's, you know, it's fixable. It's really fixable at the stage she's at now. Yeah. That's great. What, um, I guess kind of in, in closing, because yeah, we've covered so much great stuff here and, and it's been awesome hearing about your dog. What, 
would you say to someone, honestly, in your same situation that's maybe that's got a dog, maybe they just got a dog and they're, they're thinking, Hey, I would like to, to get my dog to, to go at least get my dog, um, get my birds and, and bring them back. What would you say to someone that's thinking about, uh, deciding to train a dog, uh, themselves? You know, you look at your 52 plus course and I, I was debating on buying because I had all the other basic courses. I'm like, Oh, what more will this be? But I did make the purchase and did it. But you know, it, it seems like a lot of money, but when you start adding stuff up, like you have your dog crate, your bumpers, your, all the stuff, your dog, your multiple dog stands, you know, all this money you're spending on your dog, you know, this investment is actually not a lot just to have your dog perform and use all of its tools to the best of its ability. And it, it, it was great. Wow. I think, yeah. I think it's, it's well worth every penny. Well, that's awesome. Would you, uh, you know, with that in, with that in mind, um, so I think what you're saying there and is that, you know, that and even with all the money that you spend on gear and, and our course or however you decide to train your dog, honestly, is the money even a, a factor now that you've, you've got your dog to where you want it to be? Does, would you even blink twice about anything and, and not just CGA, but crates or tools was all that. Like, I mean, to me, and this is how I feel like when, when you get your dog to that level, it's the money, it, it, it just kind of, you f- almost forget about it because you have what you're, what you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have this dog around hunting for 12 to 15 years, hopefully. And you know, these, these first few years you're going to spend, Yes, quite a bit of money on your dog and training and all the tools, but you know, you're going to be in it uh, your second or third year and you're going to look back and be like, wow, that was well worth it. I have everything I need and everything at my fingertips. You know, you keep updating, you know, Cornerstone with new stuff and, you know, how to work through more problems. And, you know, you have the community out there to help you, which is, it's just, I think it's a priceless tool. Awesome. Well, Brad, thanks for jumping on. Thank you for sharing uh, your story. I hope it in, I know it inspires me. Uh, I'm sure it inspires other just just to get out there and, and to to put the work in and you know look at challenges as opportunities, overcome those challenges, and then honestly have a dog that you're proud of that uh, that when you show up to the blind, you're you're excited because you know you're going to have a good time. You're not having to wrestle with it. Your dog's going to do. Uh, what what it's supposed to do. But uh, thanks again for jumping on and, and sharing your story. I uh, greatly appreciate it. And uh, we I look forward to uh, to next time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Build From Here podcast. To learn more about retriever training or our podcast, visit cornerstonegundogacademy.com slash podcast.